Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. to episode 45 of Let's Talk Loyalty. Delighted to be with you all today. And today I am really happy to be bringing on a gentleman who is a colleague of mine uh, based in India uh, by the name of Kunal Moyudin. Now, Kunal is a colleague um, within the Customer Strategy Network. And many of you listening, um, certainly since the beginning, will already know that uh, Kunal is now the fifth member of the Customer Strategy Network that I have invited uh, to come onto the show to talk about his loyalty career. Now, what I love about the Customer Strategy Network actually is literally that all of us that um, work in this way, which is essentially a collaborative global network of loyalty consultants, we're all people who practice loyalty and have practiced it for many, many years. And certainly Canal is no exception. I believe he has in excess of 20 years, um, mainly on the technology side, in fact, within the loyalty industry. So without further ado, I would first like to welcome Kunal. Moyudin to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks a lot, Paula. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, you know, I've been listening to your podcast now for, for quite a while and uh, very excited to be here. So thank you. Great, great, great. Excellent. And as you know, I work a lot, for example, with the Wise Marketeer as well, Canal, and uh, their subtitle is Global Voices of Loyalty. And when I started recording, I really did make a commitment to myself, if nobody else, that we would have global perspectives. So really excited to hear all about your career. And you're based in New Delhi, isn't that right? Absolutely, yes, in New Delhi. Okay, fantastic. Wonderful. Okay, well, listen, before we get into your fantastic career canal, um, I'm going to start the show the way I always do by asking you about your favorite loyalty statistic. So please tell the listeners of Let's Talk Loyalty, what is your favorite loyalty statistic? Yes, Paula, I was, uh, you know, I was actually thinking about this um, when you, of course, first asked me that, uh, you know, Kunal, would you participate in, in my show? And I was like, okay, so there are so many such statistics, right? It's always difficult to nail one down. Yeah. Um, but however, you know, I've always found one metric uh, to be really, really, really useful, uh, especially when one is evaluating, uh, you know, your own customer base in terms of value and engagement levels across the organization. Mm. And uh, of course, you would be familiar with uh, what is called the RFM. Mm -hmm. um, and what we have done is uh, we have done a twist to it and we've added a V to it as well. Okay. So, of course, uh, a lot of our listeners, I'm sure your listeners would be familiar with RFM, which stands for Recency, Frequency and Monetary Value, sure. uh, where Recency tells us about, you know, how recent was the last transaction of your customer? Mm -hmm. um, how frequently are they you know, number of transactions in terms of, you know, how, how frequently are they buying from you? And of course, monetary value indicating the amount of spend, which is with you. Yeah. Um, where, where, where I like to come in is to also add this V, uh, which is, which stands for variety. Um, and it's very, very interesting, especially if uh, your company uh, is in a multi-category or a multi-brand environment, mm. right? Uh, where you'd like to actually additionally also gauge the extent of involvement of a customer across your categories and brands. Mm. 
and this actually i think is uh, becomes really really an interesting and additional parameter to actually gauge and see customers and uh, and we've really seen it do really wonders for some of our clients where, who are especially in you know a multi brand environment where we've actually looked at uh, a lot of data because uh, you know i mean like you mentioned so being uh, on let's say the client uh, uh, on the delivery side to clients for mm. over 20 years mm. um having experience over 50 60 different loyalty programs mm. and of course you always love seeing the data right i mean that's really where the fruit of the pudding is to yeah. actually see what is working and what is not mm. and uh, when we when we looked at like uh, the the variety right and we see that customers who are for example you know for um, uh, in one of our uh, one of our engagements this was a multi brand category they had over six brands mm. uh, in the retail sector mm. and uh, we saw customers who were transacting with three or more brands they were actually spending or, or you know more than 78% than customers who were just transacting with a single brand and uh, with customers uh, who were transacting with just two brands they were spending more than 32 to 33% more than that so so the value of the customer itself was really really increasing in multiple times as as soon as customers were engaging with more brands so that really showed us you know a lot of um, in terms of engagement levels mm. and also really loyalty to the to the brand or to the organization as a, as a whole itself so that's something which really you know of course as as a marketer you always look at you know cross selling uh, you know to to customers and everything else but this was fantastic that we could see it actually across uh, various brands yeah. and uh, we've seen this actually uh, you know um, fructify and across even in in other industries where it's just a multi category industry as well Mm. That's amazing canal. So recency, frequency, monetary value and now variety. So adding in that sweet spot of cross sell um and and I can only imagine the amount of data that um that you had access to because for listeners I will mention that you founded Netcarrots as as a loyalty platform and co-founded I know Loyalty Prime out of India. So um you do have an extraordinary career and as you said you've worked across 50 or 60 programs there on the back of those um platforms so um to have insights in terms of where that sweet spot is across multiple brands it's incredible yes it's been it's been it's been a great journey you know and um, when you're talking about your global perspective as well so i was uh, fortunate to of course uh, you're going to have co-founded uh, net carrots and then also of course loyalty prime and in loyalty prime we were actually uh, mainly focusing on uh, the europe and the U- and the american market so also had a lot of exposure to international clients and international mm. businesses as well so so it's been actually of course fantastic 20 years uh, you know for, yeah. for me personally and i'm sure there's plenty more ahead canal so <laughs> with that i suppose global perspective um something i always love to understand as well is favorite loyalty programs and i guess again a lot of listeners uh, may never have looked at the indian market for example in terms of what's going on there um, and right. also internationally so maybe just tell us a little bit about some of the programs that you admire around the world or or domestically in your own country sure um, so of course there are there are lots of loyalty programs across across the globe and you know as a as a practitioner one is always uh, you know investigating enrolling in whatever program so um so as a frequent traveler uh, you know i one of my favorite um, guest programs used to be of course the erstwhile spg program the star wars preferred guest mm. 
Yes. And uh, I thought they, it was a, it was really a very, very neat program. I had fantastic experiences and with them, um, they, you know, they used to really, really look at engaging and creating memorable experiences for especially the top level of members. Um, yeah. And I think that was, that was really a, a great program. And uh, of course, it's now uh, merged into the Marriott and what they call now the Marriott Bonvoy program, mm. which I think has kind of diluted a lot of uh, what the SPG program used to be. Um, mm. on, on the other side, I think in terms of retail programs, I really admire and always admire the Tesco Club Card program as well, uh, which is, of course, very popular uh, in, in the UK. Yeah. And of course, you know, in terms of the kind of case studies and what they always did with data in terms of, you know, starting with micro segmentation and then one is to one kind of offering. So really, really fantastic work, which they've done. And that's, again, a really, really great program, which I, which I really, really like. Mm. Um, coming, to, coming to programs in, in India itself, um, I think uh, in India, of course, you know, the loyalty journey has been there for quite some time. And, and uh, you know, my... Um, company Netcarrots, well, I should say, you know, of course, Netcarrots is still there. But yeah. uh, so we did a lot of cutting edge work with with a lot of clients. And one of my favorite programs is uh, the uh, the Titan program, which we do, uh, which we run for them at mm. Netcarrots. Uh, it's, again, a very holistic uh, program. Um, it runs across multiple uh, retail avenues. Uh, it's online, offline, really, really engages with customers at a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really really a fascinating program. Mm. Uh, another one which is uh, in the let's say in the credit card space, uh, which I really like is uh, the H. It's the it's HDFC Bank, which is one of India's largest private banks. Okay. And they run a, a, a program called Infinia for their credit cards. Okay. And that's also very very interesting because they've used uh, you know a lot of affiliate marketing. So if you shop through them to let's say for example Amazon and sites. You get like 5x points on your credit card. They have a, their nice. own travel booking engine. So yeah. you can redeem. And they have a huge variety of redemption options. And I think that's what makes it very, very exciting and easy for customers. So mm. on, on the earning side, you have a lot of multipliers. So you mm. really end up earning 5x uh, points in a nice. lot of areas. For example, even booking with them. And then they have a huge a- area in terms of redemptions across travel. I mean, of course... Right now, not too many people are traveling, <laughs> but otherwise, it's 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 uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, besides this, you know, uh, uh, Paula, in my experience, as you're aware, I've also been part of a lot of B two B programs as well. So, besides, of course, B two C programs, and uh, one of uh, my experiences, uh, of course, not personally, but someone who's been delivering uh, was with um, uh, a cement uh, manufacturing company. So one of the largest brands in India. Um, and this is, of course, quite, quite, a, quite some time back, almost, uh, <laughs> you know, 12, 14 years back okay. when they had come to us uh, with a very, very unique problem, right? Because it's a commoditized business. How do you differentiate, you know, selling uh, bags of cement, sure. right? Uh, they're yeah. facing a lot of stagnation, uh, a lot of defection in sales. Mm. Uh, they were running, you know, typical uh, how people normally think, right? Let's throw cash at at dealerships and dealers, yeah. and uh, they will just sell our product, right? Sure. So how do we kind of stand out? How do we kind of differentiate? And uh, our client had come to do, like said that, okay, let's take a certain region mm-hmm. uh, within it because India being, you know, yeah. a huge country as you as you're aware. Yeah. So so let's do this pilot in a region and see if we can make it a success and. Mm. 
during those days uh, you know where mobile penetration was not like what it is right now in india where you know yeah. it's 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 uh, it very very high in the yes it was still very low yeah. and even uh, digital and internet penetration was even lower so so there it was uh, you know this company trying to do a, a, a mostly online based program right getting dealerships to come online and participate on this web based program uh, so it was mm. going to be something which was really unique and and fun mm. and uh, what was beautiful was that um, you know with the client we really looked at seeing how we could actually differentiate from your typical run of the mill cash programs okay so what we did was we actually looked at mapping out uh, the life of a dealer right how does this dealer who's so critical to mm. this b2b channel who's really driving all their sales mm. how do we kind of become some become an integral part of his life mm. so we created a, a framework called the 4ms where okay. we map it out across what we call me Yeah. That is, you know, what are you doing? What is in it for me, myself? Personally, yes. Personally, yeah. For my family, okay. For my business, yeah. And what can you do for my community? So okay. typically, uh, you know, these uh, the the dealers were in smaller towns, where it's also in India from a social factor, it's very important that you know, um, my that what was his own standing in the community, right? so he's looked upon by his peers by looked upon by the people in his rural community mm. so so we looked at building a whole bouquet of benefits across these entire uh, you know set yeah. and uh, one of the one of the insights that we also got when we were actually uh, surveying and and looking at discussing with these dealerships was that the family and especially um, the lady of the house had a lot of say <laughs> so we wanted to make sure that we uh, treated her very well because again this was Love a very it. male dominant yes. industry of right course. Uh, in india especially very very traditional very male dominated yeah. so we said that okay so she's special so we should make sure that we have a lot of benefits uh, which she would en- enjoy because wow. we saw a lot of times uh, <laughs> the lady of the house actually redeeming the gifts right yeah. so the husband would come and say okay this is what it is what would you like so <laughs> so so it was very very so it was very very interesting and um, you know the results spoke for itself yeah. we were able to beat sales targets by 14% in a very very short time yeah uh, brilliant one of the one of the one of the major factors which they wanted to uh, give incentives for was to drive electronic payments at that time most of the payments were non digital in nature so yeah. so you know they had a lot of hassles in terms of paperwork payments not getting uh, through like check payments not getting through so yeah. they had to follow up with dealers so it was a huge overhead and can you believe it through this one major effort we were able to drive electronic payments from 20% to greater than 95% wow so so it was it was fantastic and of course uh, you know the program was rolled out across the country and afterwards it was it became a case study internally um and uh, the the cement manufacturing company was part of one of the largest uh, global networks uh, global com- organizations in cement and they then rolled it out as a case study and as a uh, exercise in other markets as well so so yeah that was uh, one program uh, which uh, you know was really really a huge huge learning right for for us uh, from as as a loyalty uh, practitioners as someone who you know looks and studies loyalty to see how uh, you know yeah. how different markets and how different people behave so it was it was a fantastic experience 
And something, I love that case study canal you had um, literally just uh, talked me through those um, incredible results there before we came online. So we, we always talk about, you know, loyalty is specifically about driving behavior. And I love when it's something as um, laser focused like you've just done, which is electronic payments is, is a huge um, operational issue. So to go right. from 20 to 95% is amazing. And can I just ask, how did you communicate given the, as you said, the size of the country? Even right. starting in, in one city, I'm sure, was it by post or was it, you know, SMS at the time? Or how did you even uh, tell them or did you have a roadshow, like a team going around educating them? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so of course, in such a huge kind of a sales de uh, network, you know, they have, uh, of course, an extensive sales channel. So okay. we use a lot of uh, their own internal team members, right? Mm -hmm. So the okay. sales teams itself. So, of course, they were brought in at, uh, uh, at central locations. There was a lot of trainings which happened. The, you know, the entire leadership team will, was brought in uh, into, into the entire foray. So, so let's say the, the, the business heads, from the business heads to the sales network, to the sales managers, to the district level. So Brilliant. it was really, really a top-bottom involvement, grassroots involvement wow. program. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and this is something which I've seen is, is so critical to a success of the program, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, because I've seen a lot of programs where, yeah. you know, the, the top leadership says, great, you know, yes, we're all on for it but you don't have the buy-in at the ground level, right? And then the program completely fails because yes. eventually um, really the program has to succeed at the ground level where you're engaging with the customer, right? Yeah. Where you have the engagement with the customers. What do they buy in? Do they believe in the program? Are they conveying the right message to the, to the customers? Yeah. So it was fantastic to see the way, you know, the entire organization went, uh, you know, believed in the program, went behind the program. Yeah. And yes, we used we used them to convey, to enroll the uh, enroll the dealerships yeah. uh, and the entire families into the program. They had roadshows. And of course, we then <laughs> built a lot of database as well. So yeah. we actually collected email addresses. So yeah. let's say when we started the program, they had an uh, 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 email database of 3%. Okay. We were we brought that up to about 65-70%. Wow. Um, Brilliant. And of course, mobile numbers. SMS was, of course, frequently used. And I think, again, uh, we brought the mobile number database to almost, I think, 98 or 99% from something which was already, which was at about 50-55%. Wow. Um, and of course, we use SMS uh, a, a lot. And uh, yeah, and then we used to also have websites. So we did, you know, we used to give incentives <laughs> for the dealer to come and log in on a monthly basis as well to the website. Brilliant. And we drove, uh, we drove a lot of web wow. usage as well. Uh, wow. And uh, and you won't believe it, a lot of the redemptions initially mm. uh, on the on the rewards catalog were for these internet Wi-Fi, uh, what we call, you know, these dongles, which were these USB kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, dongles which, would, which you could play, put in into your laptop or into your PC and it would then uh, help you connect to the internet. So a lot of them redeemed wow. for things like that. <laughs> so, wow. so yes, it was, uh, yeah, it was very, very interesting. Well, That's truly it. transforming their life, uh, Canal. I mean, I wouldn't have thought like, uh, you know, a concrete company would be the, the sexiest industry in the world, let's say, <laughs> from a marketing <laughs> yeah, perspective. But but I like the holistic approach, like the fact that you said you did the, you know, you know, what can you do for me, my family, my business and my community. Um, and I can hear the passion coming 
coming through in your voice. So it sounds like the whole company was completely uh, bought into it, like and super excited. So that's um, that alone. I think the momentum builds a huge amount in terms of the energy and and those uh, performance results. So well done on that. That that's an incredible case study. And I know um, frameworks are are something that you seem very uh, passionate about. And you talked to me about another one as well that you developed, Canal. Your your three E framework. So we've had your four M. So tell us about your three E framework because I think we can all learn from that one as well. Yes. So um, so you know so we were talking about uh, the the RFMV concept, right? And that always uh, leads me to uh, think about uh, Pareto's principle, right? The eighty twenty rule. Sure. Right. So where twenty percent of your customers are bringing eighty percent of your business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's always it's always beautiful to see. Uh, you know, loyalty programs always exhibiting that, right? I mean, sure. if it's not 2080, it could be 1580 or it could be 2582 yeah. and so on and so forth. And then when you kind of look at even going into even deeper levels, you kind of end up seeing, let's say that your top four, five percent of your customers are really contributing up to upwards of 35, 40, 50 percent of, of your business yeah. and maybe almost 70 to 80 percent of your company's profits as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so it then becomes really, really important for a business to make sure that they secure these, this, this customer base. Right. Because this is really the cream, cream, cream de la cream yeah. of your company. Right. And your company's literally a survival based is based on securing and locking these customers in. Mm-hmm. And so. um so, you know, me and, uh, of course, uh, my co-founders, uh, really, we were racking our brains and saying that, okay, we need a fantastic uh, model, right, to build around this. And how do we kind of build something which is easy for us to explain to our clients yeah. so that they can understand that how do we kind of build a, a framework of rewards that what should we and how much should we allocate rewards to which yeah. kind, what to which, which base of customers. Sure. And, uh, and that's where the three E came up. Uh, and uh, hmm. the three E stand for eco, ego okay. and emo. <laughs> so eco <laughs> okay. stands for economic. Okay. Uh, so the economic part of your benefits of your, of your entire loyalty or rewards program okay. where uh, you, you know, which is the hard benefits. So typically yes. of course, like a, po- a the points that a person collects mm. whenever he transacts, uh, for mm-hmm. example, right? Okay. So that's yep. what we call the standard, the base layer, which is typically there for all your customers. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. Then we have the second, uh, the second E, which is ego. Okay. Right. Which is really about pampering your customers with, uh, let's say, special privileges or benefits. Right. So, so like for example, in hospitality programs, you have, you know, elite benefits like a free uh, a room upgrade. Right. So. So any guest comes in, you have uh, availability, so the customer automatically gets upgraded to the next level or to a suite or mm-hmm. so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. So, so typically making him feel a bit special, pampering him, you know, uh, is, is really the ego. Yeah. And then the third E stands for emo, which is the emotional uh, link, right? Okay. So really trying yeah. to build an emotional connect with your customers. Mm. Of course, this is... Uh, this uh, we all know is the most difficult to do yeah. and of course is the i would say also the most uh, typically the most expensive to actually deliver right because this is really about 
personalizing yeah. uh, and really really making the customer feel special mm-hmm. and and trying to build that you know special bond with the customer where it's not just a transactional relationship and you're trying to take the relationship really to the next level where the customer really uh, you know becomes more of an a-, a brand adequate and and has that linkage with the brand mm. um and and the way we used to actually look at segregating this was that uh you know that we see it that of course for your really top cream customers you need to have besides of course your economic and ego benefits you need to really also build an emotional level yeah. right and yeah. we're not talking about just sending let's say a birthday card or a greeting or something like that of course that everyone does right sure. uh, to all their customers normally right yeah. and 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 customers that 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 just devalues it so so yeah. here is something where you really want to do something special whether whether customer um, you know you do something either for the family or mm-hmm. something special so for example in the in the in in my b2b case with the with the with asman we did a kind of a scholarship program right where we looked at students wow. of our dealership who were really top performing and we gave them like a college school scholarship right uh, education wow. or something yeah. and that's something which Wow. uh you know <laughs> that dealers yeah. put in for life right i mean totally. because you've done something for that child right yeah, yeah. given them a scholarship and everything else so it's so things like that where you can actually look at you know taking that relationship taking that thing really forward and 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 building something really special a special bond with yeah. with your dealers yeah. and 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 they become really advocates for for you right um they really yeah. do And I love that one actually Kunal it's not something that I've thought a lot about but um education is is life changing um it certainly was for me when I finally got around to going to to university um right. so as as an adult let's say um but you already talked about you transformed some of the lives of those um those dealers essentially uh through your loyalty program which again is just so rewarding um when you're running a program like that and you're giving them internet access but now giving them um, as you said an education for a child as well i think that's a rewards category that certainly ticks the emotional box but also i think particularly at the moment i think what i'm hearing canal i don't know about you but it's all about you know what really matters uh, particularly i think the pandemic has changed people's values at a fundamental Absolutely. level. Um and lots of brands are kind of going great yes I have a transactional loyalty program and we need to be fair and reward people but what can I do that genuinely shows that I want to do something significant. Um and there are loads of ways of doing that but you've nailed one there so well done and uh, I know that was a long time ago so um hugely relevant and and really think uh, it's one everybody will be excited to to hear more about. So the other piece then I guess I just wanted to move on canal was really just to ask you really about what trends are you seeing now um I know you're an entrepreneur I know you love obviously technology we've already talked about your background in terms of setting up you know those underlying platforms but um I get super excited about things like voice technology about you know things like communications tools like WhatsApp we've talked about what are you seeing um as opportunities I suppose for loyalty managers um in terms of maybe just doing something cool using tech yes absolutely um so of course i mean you know we've been seeing a trend of course uh, in terms of you know making the customer experience really the center right of a business right mm. so in making sure thought that the experience of a customer is omnichannel it's completely seamless and 
integrated across all touch points mm-hmm. and you know so it's not just that it's you know that you have a different experience uh, the data is not interlinked of course this is completely very very obvious to i think all businesses and all, a lot of businesses have already moved towards it and we see a complete trend towards that and of course underlying in this i think is uh, something which is being of course tom tom and talked about a lot which is artificial intelligence and ai and i see ai really really bringing uh, another dimension and adding a, a completely different dimension to this entire experience of customers okay. right where we can actually look at delivering what i call uh, you know really extreme or hyper personalization right so it can okay. be really really personalized in terms of offers your rewards to customers or even experiences uh, you know to customers uh, in fact uh, you know one of the co- uh, companies that i'm currently consulting and working with is an ai company and they are really really doing some cutting edge work in you mm. know be it a bit in customer experience mm. but also something which really excites me and and something which is really really exciting is is in what is called visual ai Okay. Uh, and so uh, so to explain it i think it's best done as an example so one of the applications which they've kind of developed uh, is uh, for example in the fashion space so you know so i've always wondered like you know you you're walking i, I you know my wife sees you know she sees a, a friend wearing a lovely dress or she sees someone you know on the streets wearing something nice mm. you always have to then go up or you ask the person the person doesn't want to tell you typically you know, where they bought it or whatever so it's always that you know yeah. so you could just take a you know a photograph from the back or something like that and simply you know the uh, the the app will automatically bases the database of your fashion uh, uh, your fashion company or your own parallel database will automatically match that and give you recommendations right which are visually similar wow right? wow uh, so so this is something which i thought really really is 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 yeah. fantastic and these kind of applications are then being done in terms of experiences in you know in in insurance where you as a customer can take a video when whenever let's say for example you've had um you have a claim your your car is unfortunately had an accident mm-hmm. you could take a video of 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 your car mm-hmm. and automatically it would uh, assess the damages on that as well so these are f- fantastic experiences which i think are being brought and delivered yeah. you know uh, which will actually build in into the entire customer experience and and of course this all builds in into the into the story of contact contactless right which is where we are moving towards yeah. in in this post covid-19 world right mm-hmm. where we have to learn to live with uh, yeah. social distancing space as yeah. much as we can and uh, i think uh, ai will really really help deliver a lot of these uh, superior experiences to customers Yeah and I I know for a fact that I don't understand AI canal for example you know it, it comes up as you said as as you know a term in so many conversations and I don't really know what it's doing behind the scenes but I like that visual AI example is it already in operational like is it built in and and already out and about you know is that working that that when you're talking about Yes absolutely so we have it uh, we have it ready right now okay. and uh, and yes and and the marketing and everything else has started so it's it's something which is live and in fact uh, this is something which i will be sharing with some of our csn colleagues as well very soon wow wow well well done you canal i think that's that is incredible because again <laughs> i think we all just crave education and and most people listening know that's exactly why i do a podcast so i can have these kind of conversations <laughs> otherwise genuinely it would never come up in my day to day consulting work you know so i feel like there's an opportunity for us to be um you 
using these opportunities to think ahead and go, yes, I know that uh, solution exists somewhere. And um, if I have a problem that visual AI could fix. Right. And, 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 you know, in fact, you know, just just uh, going back to what you talked about CSN, and I think it's been one of my uh, resources, go to resources, right, to, mm. to learn so much because, yeah. I mean, we have such a fantastic uh, member base with, you know, across the globe with uh, a fantastic community doing such amazing work you know, from uh, really cutting edge stuff in terms of, you know, mobile apps uh, to really analytic stuff and across industries, right, Paula? So it's really amazing to always, you know, whenever I I get to engage and interact with you or some of the other guys, it's it's just fantastic. Uh, It's always a great learning for me as well. Wonderful. Well, and again, I always say like none of us can get to all the conferences that we want to or, you know, watch all the YouTube videos we want to or whatever it might be or read all the magazines. So all the information is there, but it really does help when you have somebody you trust. You can just say, you know, what do you think about this particular problem or solution? So um, at some point, what we should do, Canal, is sit down and and figure out how many loyalty programs between us we've all managed. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. We need to do that. We need to do it. Absolutely. Brilliant. Absolutely. Great. Well, listen, I'm going to wrap up from my side now, Canal. I've actually asked all the questions I wanted to ask you. Um, So was there anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of the show? Because I know you have this, as I said, incredible breadth of experience and uh, starting to do consulting work now in lots of new areas. So anything else that you think we should uh, just chat about before we wrap up? Uh, I think you kind of covered almost, uh, I guess, uh, some most of the interesting parts. The whirlwind tour. (laughs) (laughs) The whirlwind tour, right, right. Wow. it was. Um, I think the only part which would be maybe which 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 I would like to add is, um, you know, when we are looking at, of course, uh, right now in terms of you know some of the uh, troubled uh, sectors, right? Like especially hospitality and travel sectors, yeah. right? Which are really really troubled in this post-COVID scenario. Um, I think you know one of the things which I have definitely seen as well as a trend. Uh, and speaking to a lot of uh, people in the industry as well, that uh, the loyalty uh, the loyalty programs that they run actually become even more critical and more important for them, yes. right? And yeah. uh, what I really see out here is that they have to really look at their top customer base really, really well, right? Yeah. And this is where I think that ego emo model comes in, yeah. uh, where what is it what is it that they can do uh, to make it like really special, start getting back, start engaging with customers, uh, with especially at least their top uh, customers again, mm. right? Um, and yeah. this always reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, one of the one of the beautiful things that, um, you know, one of my clients uh, used to do is uh, for, for their top customers. And again, it was really, really special. And we had so many customers coming in, writing back to us after that experience. They used to, what they used to do was they used to, for their, for let's say a member's anniversary, they yeah. used to invite uh, the member and his wife for uh, a, a special dinner, which was with the head chef. And he would do, uh, you know, like a seven course meal for them. Uh, and really, really, it would be really just pampering the guests and making them really, really feel special, like a memorable moment, yeah. which they would never forget in their life. Right. Yeah. And and those were kind of moments and experiences yeah. uh, which we would have guests coming back. And of course, this was only done for really the 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 extremely, let's say, 
top top 0.5 percent of the of the base because you can only do it for few yeah and these are the kind of benefits which i i think or experiences which um you know i think in the hospitality and and, and of course even in the travel sector they can kind of really look at um mm. building and and pushing to 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 guests and customers right during this mm. time because mm. you can always invite a guest i mean he may not be traveling but yeah. there could be an experience or something which could actually deliver in yeah. his own city where he is yeah you're right actually and and i think the more you do um adapt and evolve the more the customers realize the effort you've gone to actually and the appreciation levels go completely up because as you said earlier canal like you can easily send the birthday email out but you know it's kind of like oh that's that's interesting or that's nice they sent me that but uh yes if you go okay we realize you can't fly with us or stay with us so let's do something different and and we're adapting to to take care of you so um so i love your pareto principle again it's the the foundation of our industry so um i know everybody's already familiar with it but i think you're totally right um now is the time to invest in those people and none of us have businesses if we can't recognize those key customers so i think it's it's the perfect note to end on um so really delighted we had this conversation um so literally want to say thank you so much uh, kunal moyudin from let's talk loyalty and it's been fantastic talking to you Thank you Paula it's been a pleasure to be with you This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news insights and research The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training both online and in workshops around the world through its Loyalty Academy which has already certified over 150 executives in 18 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out www.thewisemarketeer.com and www.loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show. Listener.